my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy New Year's Eve, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta! Holy Chalupas! An unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How has everybody been? I've been doing good. I hope everyone kind of got what they wanted, got to spend some time with your family, friends, or just do whatever you do when you celebrate, if you celebrate this time of year. I had a good time. It was really nice. I got to spend time with my sister and my nephews and nieces. My sister always makes amazing food. Um, And, of course, Christmas Day, I went over to my aunt and uncle's house, which used to be my grandparents' house. We always call it, you know, the farm. Still call it the farm. And it was really really funny because when I pulled into the driveway, I'm like, where is everybody? I'm like... I'm the first one there. So I walk in and my aunt and uncle and, um, you know, their grown kids are there. And I'm like, I'm the first one here. <laughs> like, where is everybody? My my aunt's like, oh, well, I mean, we told everyone like one o'clock. I'm like, oh, yeah. I look at my phone. I'm like, it's going on like one. Like, But shortly after I arrived, like other people started trickling in. It was really fun. You know, I got to talk with my grandma for a little bit and just immerse myself with with family and it it was a good time oh my gosh let me tell you um before that before I went up to the farm um Jeremy's mom had made us kind of a Christmas lunch and it was really good so I'd have my fill there and then of course I go to my aunt and uncle's house <laughs> and boy oh boy did I have my fill there too <laughs> I was getting sleepy and I'm like I still have to go back and uh, pick up my husband at his mom's. So, you know, he drove us home. But it's just like, it's amazing. Trip Defend does not just happen on uh, Thanksgiving, I don't think. I think that happens with any type of you are engorging and eating food and stuff. And I think sometimes, or maybe it just depends on the person that it tends to hit you. Well, the reason, you know, we've we've done the Christmas thing, had a good, you know, Christmas holiday and everything like that. Um, and the day after Christmas, it's been a ritual. I, for the last, like, few years or more now, I've seen a movie on the day after Christmas. And I did go see Little Women. I really liked it. Um, and I got the book set because I'd never read the Little Women book. And they're, like, three other books in the series so I kind of wanted to read that um, a couple of other things I got for Christmas got a, a bunch of movies um the Anna Green Gables mini series starring Megan uh Megan Fellows from the 80s I wanted to get on that and I got the book series like all eight books there are a few others on Amazon that weren't included in the in the box set so I wanted to um get those as well got a uh, little house on the prairie book uh book series just, I want, I want 2020 to kind of be the year that I start getting into, like, some of the classics and stuff. I got Secret Garden. I got 
a little princess. Um, I just got the Barnes and Noble edition of Heidi. I got uh, Cricket in Times Square, which I never read the book, but I read. I watched the movie back in like fourth grade. Anyway, why I'm here? I had a great Christmas, and I'm I'm gonna have a good New Year's. But it is time to get ready to welcome in not just a new year, you guys, a new decade. 2019, we are moving from the teens to the 20s. Now, if you're like me, you weren't around for the original 20s. So I'm kind of curious, like, how is this, this slew of 20s going to go, right? <laughs> so, um, all right. So the first New Year-themed episode up is going to be Full House Season 4, Episode 13, entitled... Happy New Year, which aired on December 28th, 1990. To be honest, the earliest memory I possibly may have of New Year's is probably going to be when I was at my aunt and uncle's house. And um, I think an, an older cousin had come over to babysit and we were like cutting up like newspaper to make like confetti and stuff like that. And I remember that. But I also remember... The same problem as Michelle has. She cannot stay up till midnight. Her bedtime is probably, what, at least maybe 8.30 at the latest? Yeah. And even in the last, like, few years, i just been not being able to stay up that late. But, um, I've been successful. Last year I was successful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's, let's give you a little synopsis about what this episode is going to be about. Um, a lot of it focuses on the fact that Joey feels lonely when he can't find a date for New Year's Eve. At this point in the series in season four, Danny has been dating a semi-reoccurring character named Cindy, who has a 12-year-old, 11-year-old son named Rusty, who is the full house version of Problem Child and Kevin McAllister mixed together. Um, I will get into those two episodes that Rusty is in, um, Terror in Tannertown and A, Sec a Secret Admirer. Those are going to be for April. Those are going to be for you know, April Fool's Day. That's what I'm going to be doing there. So this episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 165 ratings. We have Rusty, played by Jordan Christopher Michael. Um, he has a very short resume. Let's see who else. We, RJ Williams as Ricky the Paperboy. He has made a couple appearances. He's done a lot of voice work, and one in particular, if you are a 90s kid and you watch Disney Afternoon, you know, with Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, Tailspin, Tailspin, he played Kit. Well, he provided the voice of Kit Cloud Kicker. And let me tell you, when you listen to his voice, when I play you know, a clip, you're just hearing Kit Cloud Kicker. You are not seeing anything else. <laughs> uh, uh, Deborah Stipe is the woman who plays Cindy. Um, let's see. She's done a few, quite a few things. In fact, oh, she's actually got something... Uh, movie or something going on at the moment. Life at Stipe. She's playing herself. TV series? Let's see. Um, interesting. That's... Oh my God. This lady has not aged a day, I tell you. 
Oh my goodness. She has not aged a day in that picture. She's gorgeous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writer Jeff Franklin, creator. <laughs> um, I guess that's it as far as who was on the writing staff for that episode. We have... <coughs> sorry. <coughs> sorry. 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 Currently in the room that I podcast in, which is also dubbed Quinn's room because she eats and poos and pees in here, does her bathroom business. Um, I have one of those uh, Bath and Body Works, like, air wallflower thing, whatever you want to call it. And um, I don't know why that's it. It's um, the chocolate mint one. And it's really good. But um, I don't know why it's, like, making me cough like cray cray. Okay, it looks like we got one user review by our by our beloved Power Man Dan. Always comes through. He rates it a 7 out of 10 and titles it Love at First Sight. It's very true for this, for one character in particular. January 23rd, 2019. This review is almost a year old. Wow. All right, let me read the review. Pretty boy Jesse can have any girl he wants and is now engaged. Well, then I guess he's off the market then, huh? <laughs> All right. Danny has found a beautiful woman he is compatible with. Where does that leave Joey? Even DJ is experiencing some teenage romance. She sure is. I've liked the New Year's glam and the subject of love presented in this episode. The love story with Joey is original, too. It is a flu... Jesus. <laughs> It is a few days before New Year's and Joey feels lonely because everyone else seems to have dates. That is until Jesse and Danny secretly videotape him and send it to a dating service. Remember when that's how you, if you wanted to get dates before the internet, before eHarmony, before Match.com, this is what you had to do. Make a tape of yourself, talk about yourself, your interests, a little bio, a little short backstory and just say who or what you're looking for and a compatible partner okay the winner is Christine he can tell Christine like the car the murderous car from Stephen King the novel slash movie that came out in the 80s oh my goodness Joey no <laughs> she'll kill you I'm kidding <laughs> He can tell by the video alone that she is the future Mrs. Joey Gladstone. He said that. I remember he has said that about at least one other woman in the series of Full House. When he meets her in person, there is an instant connection. He eventually decides to tie the knot with her. He has only known her for a few hours. Snap out of it! Exclamation point. A subplot includes Stephanie having her first kiss with Rusty as a joke. Oh, get, oh my goodness. We will get to that funny moment. Woo! We will get to it. That girl. That girl. Oh, DJ ought to take a lesson on at Stephanie's playbook. <laughs> Joey just wants one special girl to spend his life with. He doesn't need to try so hard and get married in less than a day. But these days, teens think marriage all the time. So the relevance here is great today, too. You know what I was thinking? Why didn't the time between the end of Full House and the start of Fuller House and Joey, like, look up Christine? I mean, maybe she might have already, you know, married, had kids, and you know, that kind of stuff. 
He is such a, you know, it's kind of funny because remember Danny's sister, Wendy, who worked as a zoologist? And then also you have Christine, which she'll go on to say she works as a veterinarian. So that's pretty cool. All right. All right, we got some connections. Joey mentions Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's right, he does when he and Christine are kind of talking about what they have in common. Uh, Features a clip of Stephanie's first kiss and Ramona's not-so-epic first kiss. That was in season two. I have not covered that episode yet on the podcast. Maybe I'll do it for um, Sony Brinkus' birthday. I don't know. Maybe. You know. Which says I never got around to being able to do one for um, Dashiell and Fox Messet. They played Tommy Jr. on Fuller House. Um, Next year. Next December 2020, I will get to it. Unfortunately, we are running out of days here, and I still... I want to do the Fuller House New Year's Eve, and I do want to do before the year is up the part A season five mid season finale of Fuller House before we get to 2020. So look for that too. Of course, before I officially get into the podcast itself and the episode, I have a little business up front. Of course, if you would like to contact the podcast, there are many ways. You can go to Twitter at OMHC Full House. You can go to Instagram and also follow along there at OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. I know it's a mouthful. It definitely is for me. Uh, you can email the podcast at OMHC FHFH Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, when you follow along on social media, you will be finding out about the next series I will be working on for Full House and Fuller House. I just finished the Tis the Season series, which focused all on Christmas episodes of Full House and Fuller House. And the next one, which will start in January, is entitled Jesse and Becky, A Love Story. I will be chronicling their relationship from the first time they meet all the way to when they renew their vows in Fuller House Season 1, Episode 13, Love is in the Air. And that will carry from early January all the way through February, along with a Valentine's episode or two. I'll see if I can do two. If I can't, I will just do the one, which will most likely be the one from Season 2, where Jesse and Becky decide to just date each other and you know be exclusive i'm gonna probably be taking a month off in march while i'm working on stuff for may and june kind of getting ahead and then in april of course you'll have your two rusty episodes to look forward to and one last thing if you would if you're enjoying the podcast and you would love to support the show you can go to itunes or your podcast app on your phone Search Full House or Fuller House and the podcast, Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast should pop up. And then just leave a, you know, a review, rating, use emojis if you like, you know, describe your favorite characters, maybe your favorite episode. You can have like a blonde haired girl with a car and a house and describe driving Miss Stephanie. Wait, no, that wasn't it. Honey, I broke the house. Excuse me. No, driving Miss DJ is the one where DJ is learning how to drive. I was not able to get to that episode this year, but maybe maybe in 2020. 
All right, so without further ado, let's jump into Happy New Year. Of course, we have the cold open first. It's actually set outside, which, gosh, I can't remember a cold open that was set outside before in the backyard. Michelle is wearing a pink short sleeve shirt with a matching pink scrunchie in her hair and she's looking at this it's actually a, a caterpillar she of course views it as uh, not just a worm but a hairy worm so she calls DJ over who's wearing like a golden mustard yellow long sleeved hooded shirt and she tries to explain the concept of metamorphosis to a three year old <laughs> Or a four-year-old. Um, it goes way over her head, of course, is to be expected. As she explains to Michelle that that little hairy worm is actually a caterpillar. And what is going to happen is it is going to make itself a cocoon. It's going to hibernate for a bit. And when the cocoon breaks open, out will pop a beautiful butterfly. Michelle is like, uh, yeah, right. And, of course, DJ utters, thank the goodness gracious sake, this was never a catchphrase over all my Lanta. She says, it's true, Magoo. I don't like that one bit. I really don't. The fact that that comes out of her mouth and be like, ew, I don't like it. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Mr. Magoo, but even still, just, it's true, Magoo. Come on now. Come on now. Writers, you can do better. Jeff Franklin, you can do better than that. Granted, she can't say, oh, my Lanta, because, of course, she usually does that when she's in, like, a state of, state of surprise or shock. So, DJ kind of likens this whole metamorphosis process to the whole, it's like the princess and the frog when she kisses the frog and it turns into a prince. And Michelle just looks at it like, I am not kissing this thing. So, this caterpillar just looks kind of like a bald caterpillar. I'm usually used to seeing like the fuzzy ones that are like brown and black. I want to look up real quick and see like the different types of caterpillars or especially what the brown and black one is. I don't think I've ever had one like on my hand. The most common black and brown fuzzy caterpillar er, caterpillar is known as the woolly bear caterpillar. Huh, that name kind of suits it. <laughs> Let's see, what is this stupid poop? Okay, here we go. Which turns into a tiger moth speci species when mature. You watch this bear turn into a tiger by keeping one eye, by keeping one as an insect pet during the larva stage. That just, larva just sounds, oof. You need to make sure that certain criteria are in place for the overwinter transformation to occur. But the process is pretty simple. It can be quite rewarding. Woolly bears stand out as cute and appealing among moth larvae, and they are safe to handle and observe. All right, well, good. So, yeah, I mean, I tried to look up the one that Michelle's got on her hand, but it's just like it just kept scrolling through caterpillars and getting grossed out by the minute. Like, ew, ew, ew. Luckily, though, she is holding a non-toxic caterpillar, so it won't bite her and it won't be poisonous. 
sadly, the subtitles are only in French and Spanish, so they don't help me. But that's alright. I mean, sometimes some of these just don't even have subtitles, so... So, right away, we come out of the intro, and we are in the living room. Joey is on the couch. He has got the cordless phone to his ear. He's talking to a girl named Melinda. Like, hi, Melinda, it's Joey. Joey Gladstone. Clearly, she doesn't remember him. He probably went out with her, like, once, many, many years ago. Joey is wearing a denim, long-sleeved, button-up shirt that has, like... Different elephants wearing hockey gear, like hockey jerseys and skates. It's kind of cute. But he tends to do that with the denim shirts. Like, he'll have, like, little iron-on patch, like, characters. Like, bears or elephants, cows. Different things. Different things. Yes, he went out with her ten months ago. Apparently, he was very forgettable because she does not know him. Or remember him. And apparently, to jog her memory, he decides to do an impression of Popeye. And he's like, so, how the heck are you? And he's like, oh, you're married. I'm like, why keep him in suspense and drag this out? Just say, oh, hi, Um, I think I might remember. I, I married. My husband wouldn't want me talking to you. Bye. But this is going to be the first of many phone call attempts that he makes that are gonna go south. Like, he's gonna, like, go through the motions and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're married? Oh, she moved to Alaska? Oh, she's in a convent? Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, especially with something like you went out with, like, ten months, that's almost a year ago. I'm gonna play this first attempt here. I mean, I, I do feel bad for him. He is probably just going through, whenever he goes out with a girl, probably writes her name, gets her name number, maybe their address, writes it in, you know, the little black book, yellow book, address book, whatever. It seems like in the 90s and 80s and stuff, it was always about single guys carrying their little black book, which was filled with, like, addresses and phone numbers of girls that they went out with, like, maybe once or twice. Hi, Melinda. It's Joey. Joey Gladstone. (laughs) Yeah, we went out about 10 months ago. Yeah, maybe this will help you. Whoa. Yeah. So, how the heck are you? Married. Well, then you probably have a date for New Year's Eve. Bye. Now that I'm kind of thinking on that now, I kind of wonder if she had just said that she was married even though she wasn't. I mean... From going out with Joey one time and in the length of 10 months you up and get married just to like put yourself off the market or avoid being called again by Joey Gladstone. Um, <laughs> I kind of got to wonder. It's like, no, no, I got to put up that roadblock. I'm married, actually. Sorry. Oh, you know what? My husband's calling me. I got to, I got to, I got to go. Bye. And I'm also kind of thinking, it's like, um, you know, Joey's in comedy, and it seems like probably a lot of the times when he goes out and he makes connections and stuff at the comedy club, maybe some of the girls in the audience he makes laugh that aren't, you know, there with anybody. 
maybe he's like, hey, you know, chatting him up. Like, hey, maybe we can go out sometime, take you out to dinner, you know, after my show, stuff like that. I mean, if you look at Jerry Seinfeld from Seinfeld, I mean, that guy, he gets the girls, definitely. Not that I'm comparing Jerry Seinfeld to Joey Gladstone by any means, but the door opens and in comes Danny, Cindy, Jesse, and Becky. They all went on a double date, which of course Joey couldn't come because he didn't have a date. It's strictly, you gotta have a date. And that theme is going to be running rampant through this episode. I love this big white stuffed tiger with a blue ribbon that... Danny, you think, oh, he got that for Cindy. <laughs> no, actually, it turns out Cindy won that for Danny. Aw. It kind of reminds me of um my sister when she was a teenager. Um, Some of the guy friends she'd go out with, you know, she'd always wind up with, like, a new giant stuffed dog or bear. And um, my cousins and I, when we were smaller, would always, like, you know, slide down the stairs on our butts and everything trust me it's if you've ever had rugburn from doing that it's not, but anyway when my younger cousins would come over for like christmas or thanksgiving they would grab the stuffed animals that my sister still had at um my grandma's house and they would take them and they would Ride them down the stairs. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't know what the fascination was, but it probably beat actually going down the stairs on your behind, just nothing underneath you. See, they were smart. <laughs> so really, the only remnants of Christmas from season four is the fact that there is a tree. Because the only other Christmas episodes are going to be from season two, which has already happened. Season 6, which is still two seasons away, and Season 8, which is four seasons away. So they went to Happy Mountain, and um, Becky's saying how they went to the Test Your Strength booth, and Jesse won this big stuffed gorilla for Becky. And then, of course, Danny's like, yeah, and then Cindy went up there and won this big striped tiger for me. Which I guess is to prove that, what, Danny couldn't do it? So Cindy pretty much is here. You should, let me show you how it's done, Danny. One swing of the hammer is all it took for Jesse to ring that bell. Did he say have mercy afterwards? Have mercy. I did it. So do you think she got to pick which one she wanted? Or did Jesse say, I want that gorilla. I want the King Kong thing right there. That's the one. Here you go, Becky. Of course, all this kissy face between Danny and Cindy and Becky and Jesse is just having poor Joey. Like, oh, it's cute. You all have love and I don't. Poor guy. <laughs> you do kind of feel sorry for him after a while. It's like they're kind of rubbing it in his face. Like, we all have somebody and you don't. <laughs> You'll find your girl one day, Joey. I really wish they had <laughs> brought Christine back over this ginger. ha, <laughs> ha. From Fuller House. <laughs> Still say she, those kids aren't his. They were, she had those with someone else and he just adopted all four of them. So apparently, uh, well, Jesse's like, hey, Joey, did you uh, find that special date for uh, New Year's Eve since we, that way we can all triple date instead of us just double dating? 
So, did they say, hey, we're going to go out on this double date while we're gone? You get your butt on that phone and you go through all the women you've collected over the years in that little black book of yours. And hopefully by the time we return, you'll have found somebody. Well, he's got T through Z, so he worked his way through A through S. Yes. And Becky's all like, well, Joey, you can't miss a big party down at the station. Like... Yeah, but he doesn't work there, though. I mean, it makes sense for Danny and, 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 and Becky to bring their significant others because they work there, but... <laughs> I mean, unless Joey's been there before. Oh, and apparently Danny was baby New Year last year. What is that the thing where you walk around in nothing but, like, a, um, a diaper or a sash covering your, you know... Your nether region area. Apparently Danny got diaper rash. Was he wearing a real diaper? Eek. Oh, maybe they made Depends back in 1990. I don't know. Hey! <laughs> hey guys, how was the big double date? Oh, it was great. We ended up at Happy Mountain Amusement Park. Yeah, it was so romantic. We went to the Tester Strength booth. And with one swing of the hammer, Jesse rang the bell and won me this cute teddy gorilla. It's just a gorilla, it's not And then a Cindy stepped up and won this for me. <laughs> so, Joe, you're gonna triple date on New Year's Eve, huh? Did you find a lucky girl yet? Uh, not yet. But I still got T through Z. Well, you can't miss the big party down at the station. Why, is uh, Danny gonna be baby New Year again? Not after that wicked diaper rash I got last year. Come on, we need you to go to the party. Okay, okay. Oh, we're not just going to do it in front of them? Like, that's not <clears throat> fresher? It's ringing. Oh, God. Hi, is Mary Trabulous there? Trabulous. Oh, now it's Sister Mary? <laughs> oh, oh, well. You got a date for New Year's Eve? What do you think, Joey? Hang on. You guys want to skip the party and go to Mass? <laughs> uh, no. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. They're pressuring him so hard. So yeah, they're really pressuring like, come on, hit the phones, we need you to go to the party. It's not gonna be a real party without you there, Joey. You gotta you gotta find someone. So now he's gonna set himself up to fail again in front of his friends. That is pressure and embarrassing on top of it. So of course, not only can this lady not go, she's converted to uh, a convent. She's no, she's Sister Mary. And, of course, he's like, oh, are you busy New Year's Eve? He takes the phone and, like, like, um, you guys, instead of, like, going to the party, you guys all want to go to Mass? And they're all like, uh, no. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. First someone's married, now they've converted to, uh, the nunnery. Alright. Nothing wrong there, I mean... In ten months, you find your true love, and in another part of time, you decide to give your life devout to the Lord. This almost makes it sound like it's a slight against Joey's, in a way. I mean, the lady, like, rushed out in ten months and, like, got married in case Joey Gladstone called her. And then this lady's like, well, I better go and join a convent so Joey Gladstone can't use me as an excuse or call me up for a date on New Year or something to that. I, I doubt it. But even still, it's like, jeez. Alright, now we go up to the girls' rooms and 
we get a close-up of Comet, grown Comet, 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 <laughs> and he's got a little, little hot dog, you know, slice on his nose, and they're like, all right, Comet, you ready? Um, he, he's like balancing on the tip of his nose, and then he eats it. And they all clap, like, good boy, Comet. Of course, they all try to balance it on their nose, which, of course, I can't see how you, a human can do that versus a dog. I mean. So, yeah, they're all trying to catch it in their mouth, just like Comet did. And as soon as they do, Kimmy comes in, and I gotta say, this is definitely getting, I know Kimmy's got some outrageous outfits, but I think this might be in the running for worst. It's a neon day glow lime green <laughs> turtleneck with black leggings. But guess what's over those leggings? It looks like billiard ball boxer shorts. Huh? Kimmy's come in with a stack of flyers. She is having the end all be all. If you don't got nothing to do, you better show up at the Gibbler place because... If you don't want to be square, you got to show up for her New Year's end of the year bash. It's going to be the best thing ever since sliced bread. Great. I'm just in time for stupid Tanner tricks. Kimmy, here's a good New Year's resolution for you. Move to Costa Rica. Just for that, you're not invited to my New Year's Eve party. Whoa, Kimmy, your parents are going to let you have that party? Yep. They said I could have it, as long as it was limited to a small, intimate gathering of my closest personal friends, which is exactly what I put on the flyers. <laughs> See there? Cute boys admitted free. Good idea. Not so fast, party girl. Did we forget who's spending New Year's Eve babysitting me and Michelle? No. Yes. That's kind of not no. fair to throw her... Yes. make her do that. <laughs> a party full of cute boys when you can bring in the new year with your sweet, adorable sisters. <laughs> Dad! Dad! Yeah, there's no way they're going to catch that little hot dog slice in their mouth. It's funny, as soon as they, like, jerked their head back, it fell right off. And Comet is like... Like a streak of lightning, he is on the floor, <laughs> gobbling up those little uh, hot dog chunks. <laughs> of course, Kimmy's like, oh, I'm just in time for stupid Tanner tricks. Like, Kimmy, please. Were you invited? No? Okay. Yeah, she's got, like I said, flyers to her amazing party that apparently her parents are letting her throw and saying only your closest confidants family friends are invited. Just a select group of people. And that's what she put on the flyers that she passed out all over San Francisco. Grocery stores, movie theaters, the mall, park, every, every car that had a windshield that could hold down a flyer got one. Of course, uh, DJ, like, ding, 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 like, ooh, cute boys admitted free, yeah. So, it's a cover charge, except for the cute boys. So, how do they judge, like, what's the rating scale of the cute boy factor? Like, someone's going to be at the door judging. It's probably going to be Kimmy. Like, let me make sure. Hmm. 
yeah, I'm sorry. Five dollars. When she means boy, she clearly means no one over the age of, um, 18. So, Kimmy Scoots do pass out more flyers, and DJ's forgotten. DJ, what are you doing, New Year's Eve? I know it's not Kimmy's party. It's what is... Oh, yes, you're going to be babysitting your young sisters. Who are all like, why would you want to spend an evening with cute boys when you can hang out with your adorable sisters? As Stephanie sits down next to Michelle on her bed and they do the eyebrow raise. Now, Jody Sweden can do the eyebrow raise. One of the Olsen twins, they can only do it with their mouth kind of moving at the same time. You can't even tell that Mary-Kate or Ashley even have eyebrows because their bangs are so long. I'm surprised it's, like, not in their eyes, but... they She's got that straight-across, like, Barbie doll, baby doll bangs. I couldn't deal with that. I can't. The clothes, I, I can wait, like, four weeks. Usually I can wait till six or maybe seven tops, but I can't anymore because my bangs just grow like crazy. Yeah, when Mary-Kate or Ashley do it, it's like their mouth is twitching in a, in a smile, whereas Jodie Sweeten can do it with, like a, like, a straight face, and her facial features don't, like, the muscles don't move or anything, so she's got it down. But then again, Mary-Kate and Ashley, they're probably around, what, four years old at this time? So, London, if you start chewing on wires, I'm gonna ban you from this room, buddy. You hear what I said? You don't need to go in Quinn's litter box, either. Lundy, you heard what I said, right? Yeah, you sit there like you're so innocent, my crazy rabbit. So DJ, in all teenager attitude, is all like, Dad! And she runs downstairs, and of course, Stephanie and Michelle are right on her heels going, Dad! We see Joey on the phone again, trying to get a hold of somebody. He's worked his way all the way to the Z's. <sighs> Getting out of the wire, guys. Let's find out how this one goes. I can tell you, I don't think it's going to go very well. Hi, this is Joey Gladstone. Is Barbara Zorick there? <laughs> oh, hi, Mrs. Zorick. Barbara moved to Alaska. <laughs> well, uh, Mrs. Zorick. It's Estelle, right? <laughs> Are you busy New Year's Eve? Oh, well, maybe next year. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dad! 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 Yeah, yeah, what's the matter? Kimmy's having a big New Year's Eve party, and I know I promised to babysit Michelle and Stephanie, but just for one night, can't we put them in a kennel or something? <laughs> that is a terrible thing to say about your sisters. Besides, kennels are very expensive. <laughs> Don't worry, Deej. I have no life. I'll babysit your sisters. Oh, Joey, I love you. Thank you for having no life. My pleasure. Yeah, I noticed also in season four that they have DJ in a lot of, like, large, extra large, bellowing 
you know, blouses and stuff like that. And even the one here that she's got, it's just really billowy, flowy, a lot of extra room in there. And it's just like, why? She's, Candace is a beautiful girl. Why are you doing that to her? DJ comes down with Stephanie and Michelle right on her heels. Joey is on the phone with Barbara Zurich. Well, actually, he's on the phone with Barbara's mother because Barbara moved to Alaska. Wow. I guess you couldn't get any farther away from Joey Gladstone than if you moved all the way to Alaska. Well, you know, it's not like it's the Arctic Circle, but, um... <laughs> it is what it is. And then he starts hitting on Barbara's mom. Like, oh, it's Estelle, right? Are you uh, are you busy for New Year's Eve? And, of course, she's probably like, yeah, I'm busy with my husband or my new boyfriend or something like that. He's like, oh, well, <laughs> maybe next year. I'm like, Joey, just, just, as soon as you heard she moved to Alaska, just cut, just end the call. Don't, don't dig yourself even deeper into that hole. That hole of despair. So yeah, DJ's screaming for Danny, who runs in from the living room thinking, Oh my god, what's wrong with my... Oh, you're fine, okay? What's going on? And of course, DJ... I don't understand why she said, Oh, it's okay, I'll volunteer to babysit, when she didn't see, Hey, let's see what you know Kimmy's doing. Maybe Kimmy didn't have plans. Maybe she was waiting for the A-OK from her parents to throw that party. And it wasn't all set in stone. But now that the party's actually going to be a go. And unfortunately, it's like, yeah, you made a commitment. She's like, hey, Dad, can't we just stick them in a kennel for a night? Which, of course, kids laugh. I, I laughed at this when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> sticking children in a kennel. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. Um, Danny's like, hey, that's a horrible thing to say about your sisters. And besides, kennels are expensive. So Joey is like, hey, Deej, look, I don't have a life. Clearly, I will watch your sisters. You go ring in 1991. So she heads upstairs to tell Kimmy the excellent news as Jesse comes down again to double check with Joey about that date so we can all triple date at that station party. Just really harping on him. I'm surprised he's like not eventually going to blow up and think, guys, look, I've tried A through Z. I didn't get any bites. With the line I threw out. So. <laughs> Please stop. And this is depressing enough for me. But the pressure you keep adding to me. Isn't helping. So yeah. Just, Joey's like hey yeah I got two dates. I'm very lucky. Stands up goes over to Stephanie and Michelle. Like girls we are going to have such a great time. And Stephanie's like alright. Michelle's like alright. Granted she is only like what. Four years old, so she really does not know the concept of New Year's, which is understandable. Probably the last couple of years, she probably went to bed yeah her normal bedtime, which is probably like eight thirty. Um, so yeah, this is gonna be her first time. What do you think is the appropriate age for children to stay up and celebrate New Year's? I would think any if you would like them to have maybe have them take a little nap in the afternoon, that we get them. You know, put in some movies, just that, I mean, but, I don't know, what do you think is the appropriate, probably like maybe six, maybe eight years old, because 
just that just seems like a lot for a kid to try have to try to stay up. Like if they are going to bed at like eight thirty, so they're having to stay up at least like three and a half extra hours. So Stephanie explains as like the biggest, most exciting party of the year. You get to stay up late. And then you get to scream, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And this is going to continue with Michelle. It's just going to be like, Happy New Year! Ha-. Not getting the concept like it doesn't happen until like midnight. <laughs> She's a kid though, I mean. I kind of think right now that Stephanie is going to be... It's between Kimmy and Stephanie so far for the worst up. I really don't like Stephanie's neon pink like blazer top with the matching ruffle skirt and then she's got like some gold like medallion like pins which I don't like it hey Joe did you get a date yet yep I got two of them girls we are gonna have one happy new year's eve alright alright what is new year's eve <laughs> new year's eve is the funnest party of the year we get to stay up late and scream, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah. It's not New Year's Eve yet. I know that, Philly, but I'm just practicing. <laughs> happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah, you created a monster. I hate it that you're not going to this party with us. Now, what's the point? The clock will strike midnight, you'll kiss your girlfriend, you'll kiss your fiancé, and I'll go into this pathetic bed. <laughs> I think I dated her once. <laughs> Joey, you're just in a little slump. Things will turn around. Yeah, but when? All I want to do is marry the girl of my dreams, have a couple of kids of my own, and always know that I have a date every New Year's Eve. Daniel, we gotta get that boy a woman. So Stephanie's like, Michelle, Michelle, relax, okay? It's not New Year's yet. And I'm like, you haven't even told her what time New Year's happens. For all she knows, New Year's could be like right this moment because she keeps screaming, throwing her arms out, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. And Stephanie's like, it's not time yet, it's not time yet. So Stephanie goes out and Michelle just follows after going, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Like, oh boy, that's going to get old very fast <laughs> if it hasn't already. See, <laughs> of course, is laying into Joey. Like, I can't believe you're not going to the party with us. Like, seriously, you couldn't find anybody? He's like, he went through A through Z. I don't know if he had a name for every letter of the alphabet, but you heard how that last phone call went. <laughs> not well. And I'm sure the other 25 didn't go any better. And Joey's like, you know, I, I don't get what the big deal is. What's the point? I mean, this clock will strike midnight. You, Danny, will kiss your girlfriend. And you, Jesse, are going to be kissing your fiance. And I'm going to do this pathetic bit where Joey turns around and wraps his arms in front of himself because you only see the back of him. So he's miming, like, making out with someone who isn't there. And I love Danny's response, like, you know, I think I dated her once, as he's, like, chomping on an apple. <laughs> and I get it. I mean, I know Joey just wants to find that special someone, you know, settle down, get married, have a couple kids. Oh, God, those kids. I can't. I just can't. Um, <laughs> speaking of Fuller House. Um, 
yeah, he, that way he knows he'll always have someone to ring in the new year with. And it's like, well, I'm sure there's the right one will be out there one day. One day. It's not Ginger. It's not Ginger. <laughs> so Joey defeatedly heads down to his basement apartment. And that's when Jesse concocts this plan with Danny after he says, Daniel, we need to get that boy a woman. Like, you really don't. (laughs) But, eh. Look how large, this is, mind you, the attic, this is before the whole Jesse Becky apartment because they're just fiancé. They're not married yet. But there is so much space up here. It is just crazy. But Jesse's got all his recording studio up there. Also, there is a um, poster board of the Permateeth commercial. It's a picture that's got a piece of Permateeth toothpaste. Looks like it's floating in the darkened sky, the atmosphere. That looks like it could be the moon, but it's actually just a circular thing cut out. So that way, when they put it on that easel, they're going to disguise that they're actually filming Joey for a dating service. Very uh, crafty there, gentlemen. Very crafty. I'm sorry, that's not toothpaste. That's denture adhesive cream. Of course, Danny just sees this as underhanded trickery. Like, Jesse, you really feel good about this? And Jesse's like, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. My conscience is 100% clean. Oh, yes. They have, back in the day that, you know, they had those little speakers which you could call someone into another room. Like, the way they have it set up here. And I don't even think. Do they ever have this in another episode somewhere else in the house? I don't think they did. But there's an episode. Oh, excuse me. It's like 9 o'clock at night. I don't know. Why am I yawning? Because I've been out and about all day. Um, There's an episode of Home Improvement where Tim installs some like speaker method thing throughout the house and he overhears his middle son Randy talking crap about him to his friend and then it becomes a whole like oh we ought to call it fool time and then of course Tim has to have words with his middle son like don't ever talk bad about me to your friend ever again that's not funny I don't like it oh yes on Silver Spoon season 2 they had a, a intercom speaker thing that's what it is I, I could not think of it for the life of me so, I don't know where the speaker is. Supposedly, it's got to be in the bathroom because when Joey comes up, it's like, you have that installed in the bathroom? Okay. Well, I'm sure there are other areas of the house. So, Danny's like, Joey, come up here. I need you. And he's like, it's an emergency. And, of course, Joey's like, what kind of an emergency? He's, like, actually worried, like, is something going on? And Jesse, of course, like, it's none of your business. Like, ugh. Have no, they have no idea that Joey's in the middle of like washing his hair, shaving, getting ready to jump in the. That is one of those things that it's like you're in the shower and it's like someone's 
I have an emergency. Get up here. And it's like, your body's already wet. You can't dry off. So you slip on a towel and then your skin's like sticking to the towel. The, the, the robe, of course, is like sticking to your wet body. And it's just, ugh. I'm going to play this clip. I, I feel bad for Joe. It's like, guys, I get you want to find him a girl and all that. But did you have to go about it where he's got to run out of the bathroom up the stairs thinking one of you is dying? Or hurt? <laughs> Joey, get up here in the attic. Jesse and I need to talk to you. It's an emergency. What kind of emergency? None of your business. Just get up here. <laughs> All right, chair set. All right. Tape's rolling. And... Action. Hi, I'm Danny Tanner. And I'm Jessica Sopolis. Ladies, you have seen the rest, and now you're going to meet the best, Joey Gladstone. Right. Now, Joey would never uh, join one of these video dating services because he wouldn't want to look desperate. Not, not, not that you girls look desperate. I'm, I'm sure you joined up for other reasons, uh, none of them having to do anything with desperation. Can you help me out here, please? You bet I can. Who is Joey Gladstone? Well, if I was a woman, that's a big if, by the way. I'd say that Joey is a major hunk of beef. Guys, are you up there? All right, all right, here he comes. Now remember, he doesn't know we're taping this, so you're gonna see the real Joseph Gladstone. Oh my God! Are we okay? Is that just like Joey Gladstone to think of other people first? So what's the big emergency? Uh, we got a new chair. We have a new chair, and we need you to test it's it out. Barefoot. Here, so, uh, nah, there we go. You dragged me out of the shower for this? Really? Joey, uh, I'll make a move without you. I mean, after all, you do own half of this production company. You're a very Stop successful stand-up comic. You enjoy hockey, the Three Stooges, and long walks along the beach. <laughs> and underneath all this shaving cream is a handsome and manly face. Yes, with some very nice hair, I might add. Danny, I can shave myself. He can shave himself. <laughs> Is there no limit to this man's talents? Why do you guys keep talking to that easel? Talking to an easel, and what a sense of humor. Yeah. And hey, doesn't he clean up nice? <laughs> you guys are, uh, are really scaring me, so I'm just going to leave now. If you try and chase me, I'm going to scream like a girl. Isn't he special? Joey Gladstone, call now. Operators are standing by. Of course, Jesse and Danny set up the tape, let people know I'm Jessica Douglas. I'm Danny Tanner. We have something special for you, a special guy just waiting for you wonderful ladies to meet. Jesse, of course, goes around saying, oh, you desperate ladies out there. It's like, yeah, but then he tries to correct himself. I'm like, if you have the editing equipment for that stuff, which I'm sure you must, edit all of that out there. That <laughs> Have a clean take. In fact, you both technically don't need to be in the beginning of it. Yeah, Jesse is like, well, Joey would never willingly join one of these dating services because, you know, he wouldn't want to look desperate. But then he turned, Jesse turns around like, oh, I mean, not that you're desperate, but. <laughs> Danny, of course, is, you know, throwing Joey up there, like, on a pedestal, like, you guys have met the rest. Now you're going to meet the best guy, like, the end-all, be-all guy. 
Of course, Danny being a public figure when it comes to being on television and stuff and co-hosting a talk show, so he's got a TV personality about himself. So, Danny goes into describing Joey, saying that he is a major piece of beef. How about his personality? Real quick, let's take a look at what Danny is wearing. He's wearing, like, some poo brown pants. And a olive and mint green striped shirt with a burnt red mixed with, like, some type of brown, like, tie. It just clashes like no tomorrow. So we got another one in the running for one of, you know, right now we got three people in the running for worst out. This is just, of course, Joey is now coming up there. I guess they didn't know he was in the bathroom at the time because he comes up there. His hair is wet. Like, he just got out of the shower. He's got a razor in his hand, which I don't, don't walk around. Don't run around with a razor in your hand. That is just asking for you to trip and fall and cut yourself. Of course, Jesse has to let the ladies, the future viewers of this video know that Joey has no idea that they're filming any of this. So, he seems a little off. It's because he has no idea what we're doing. Yes, they're going to get a glimpse into the real Joseph Gladstone who's got the wet hair, just fresh out of the shower look. Body just looks wet. It's come, you know, he's got a bathrobe on or whatever you want to call it. And clearly, I'm sure, like I said, odds are he was probably going to shave in the shower. They said, get up here, it's an emergency. Like, one of us is dying. And Joey, like, jumped out of the shower, grabbed the only thing he could find, which was that robe, threw it on his moist body, and zipped up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, are you guys okay? No one's on the ground, no one's dead. What? Why did you call me up here again, basically? And Danny, like, takes that thought and runs with, like, are we okay? See, isn't that just like Joey Gladstone to think of other people first? So Joey gets to the point, like, guys, what's the big emergency that you called me up here for? And, of course, Jesse's like, uh, well, this new chair, we wanted you to test out this chair. And he, Joey's like, what? Okay. Like, just, just sit in the chair. He's also barefoot. Like I said, he just got out of that shower and threw a bathrobe on his naked self. And of course, Jesse's got to throw in the whole, like, hey, you and I, we're partners. We, You do own half of this uh, production studio. We're uh ad agency. But yeah, he starts listing Joey's attributes. Like, oh, you're a very successful comic. Stand-up comic. You like hockey and the Three Stooges and Long Walks on the Beach. Long Walks on the Beach! This is the oldest trope that people were probably using in the 1700s. Oh, I like Long Walks on the Beach and Moonlight Strolls and uh, Pasta and uh, other romantical things that are also tropes. Of course, you know, Joey's got a face full of shave. His, major, like, 75% of his face below his nose is covered in shaving cream. All the way up to his 
past his cheeks, so you can really only see his eyes, eyebrows, forehead, which is covered by hair, and yeah. So <laughs> Danny takes it upon himself to start shaving Joey, shaving his face, and Joey's like, "What are you, Danny? I can shave myself. What are you doing?" So, they start, like, oh, well, here, let's just, we gotta wrap this up. Here, let me, the towel's around your neck. Let's just wipe your face. Oh, there we go. Now we can see your beautiful face. And so can, um, that easel. <laughs> when he starts, Joey's like, guys, why are you talking to an easel? He's looking at them like they're certifiably insane. Finally, he's like, okay, you guys are, uh, you're really scaring me now. And, uh, I'm gonna finish my shower. And please don't try to follow me because if you do, I swear I will scream like a girl. They got Joey's, uh, 8x10 photo that he probably takes with him to auditions and stuff like that. Alright, looks like, what, it's the next day? Maybe it's New Year's Eve? Joey is in his basement apartment. He is cutting up newspaper into little itsy-bitsy baby squares because you gotta have some confetti to toss in the air, right? When the clock strikes 12. And Jesse and Joey come downstairs. Jesse's got tape in hand. Granted, remind you, of course, Joey has no idea any of this went down. He just thought... Jesse and Joey, or Jesse and Joey, Jesse and Danny were certifiable loons talking to an easel. But no, turns out we have a tape full of women, available women, I might add, that want to meet you. Let's play this clip. What are you doing? Making confetti for my big New Year's Eve party with Stephanie and Michelle. It is going to be wild. Three, two, one. <laughs> Remember the other day when we had you test that new chair? Oh, you're not going to shave me again, are you? <laughs> no, we did a great thing. See, we secretly put you on tape and we enrolled you in a video dating service. How dare you subject me to that kind of public humiliation without my personal consent? I have a tape here full of women who want to meet you. God bless you, fellas. Roll that tape. <laughs> I can't wait to see your dates right here on The Love Connection. Here we go. Hi, I'm Darlene. I'm single, a non-smoker. I love water sports. I'm 2,420 years old what? and hail from the planet Zuron. Uh, let's move ahead and see if any ago. earthlings like my tape. <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> Hi, I'm Ginger. My parole officer oh my says God. I need to make new friends. This girl doesn't know where I live, does she? Look, I appreciate what you guys are trying to do for me, but this is all just a big waste of time. Oh my goodness gracious sake, I swear. That was so crazy. So at first, Joey is offended the fact that they did videotape him without his consent, but as soon as they say, we have a tape full of women that want to meet you, he's like, bless you both. Play that, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> I can't believe that the love connection didn't get a thing in the connections on IMDb. So the first up, we have a blonde lady wearing a peaches, peach pink furry fuzzy sweater. And she, her name is Darlene. She, of course, is single because otherwise, why would she be on this tape? 
She loves water sports. Sounds good so far, doesn't it? Yeah. She sounds like a real winner. 2,420 years old. London, what are you doing? Get out of there. Get out of there. Get. 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 Get out of there. Oh, you rabbit. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this crazy rabbit. Yeah, sorry I had to kick my fuzzy co-host out because he was getting into mischief. 2,420 years old. Uh, okay. That's concerning. <laughs> and she hails from the planet Zeron. I'm going to look that up. There is no planet Zeron. There's Zeron, the Conqueror, Dr. Bill, Wiki, fandom. I don't know what that is. Um, also known as Zeron the Liberator, was the 39th king of the Tartarian tribe and the first king of the then newly unified Medulian people, born in the 3,954th year of the blah 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 blah. Don't care. Okay, so that's about as far as we got. I like how Joey is, uh, let's uh, fast forward the tape and see if any earthlings have actually, uh, <laughs> Let's see if any earthlings like like my tea. She says something about how she came here 5,000 years ago or some hoopy poopy like that. Like, what? Okay. Um, I think you need for your safety and ours to be, um, studied definitely by scientists or somebody. We get this lady with the wig, this black, like, 80s metal rocker wig, and it's just like, uh, her name is Ginger. No, it's not that Ginger. But apparently her parole officer says she should get out and make new friends. Did he say via a dating tape? This lady's got a nose ring, too. She's got kind of a, like, Brooklyn-ish, Italian-ish accent. <laughs> Joey's just, like, really, like... He's cringing at this point, kind of like... Kinda... She doesn't know where I live, does she? Like, you didn't give out my address, did you? Alright, let's, so let's take a look at old Ginger here. She's actually been in three other episodes of Full House. Let's see here. She was in Dr. Dare Rides Again as Bernadette. Well, when I cover that episode, we'll have to look for her, won't we? Uh, a Date with Fate, she played Robin. Um, hmm, I'm kind of wondering if have to see about that one. So yeah, I did quickly watch um, a small piece of season 7 of Full House, uh, Date with Fate. And she, the lady, Robin Donnie, her name is, who plays Ginger in, you know, that dating video. And then in this season 7 episode, she plays like the granddaughter of a lady that Danny meets at a Club 80s bar. Or a club or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. And she's also in, sorry, um, Dr. Dare Rides Again. Who is this Darlene girl? I want to see what she was in, too, real quick. Yikes. I don't know what that is. That's frightening. Scar okay, that's clearly adult stuff. Yikes. Uh, anything that... Miami Vice... 
Married with Children, The Flesh, and one episode of Full House. A lot of it looks like adult film work. Oh, okay. Well, we'll move on from that. So, while Jesse is fast-forwarding the tape ahead a little bit, Joey's getting a little discouraged. Like, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but there is just no way. I mean, I'm not gonna... And then, boom. We get to Christine's video, and... (laughs) She is a nice, friendly, down-to-earth lady. Just listen to her here. I appreciate what you guys are trying to do for me, but this is all just a big waste of time. Hi, I'm Christine. My friend signed me up for this for Christmas. I really wanted an electric foot massager. <laughs> but maybe I'll find somebody nice who'll rub my feet. If not, I'll find some use for this tape. Happy New Year, Mom. What's wrong with her? Nothing. She's great. I'm calling her. Joey, 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 Joey. Hello, Christine. Joey Gladstone. Yeah, the chair tester. (laughs) Hey, listen, I I know it's New Year's Eve, but um, you're not busy? That's great. Wait, wait, I'm busy. I could uh, make us dinner. We could hang out here. Great. Okay, I'll call you back with all the details. Bye, Christine. All right, Joseph. You got yourself a date for New Year's Eve. This is not just a date. My search is over. I have finally found the girl of my dreams. Huh? Don't we make a great couple? <laughs> guys, I think I'm in love. Okay, so when it comes to Christine, actually her friends have kind of signed her up for this dating thing, which is funny because that's exactly what Jesse and Danny did for Joey. So definitely you can tell the decade um, because it's 1990. We're still just coming off the 80s. It's still like big hair, permed hair, a floralish print dress with still got the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoulder pad puff sleeves, I guess. (laughs) I I love, she's funny. She's like, I really wanted an electric foot massager, which I guess makes sense later on because she does say that she's a veterinarian, which, yeah, you're going to be on your feet all day. You're probably, your feet are going to be sore. You're going to want an electric foot massager. And she's like, you know, maybe I'll find someone nice who will rub my feet. And I love Joey's reaction. It's just it's so sweet and endearing. He's like, he's like, wow, this this girl's really normal. And she's funny, too. Which, I mean, he's a comedian. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, he likes that. Which, keep in mind, of course, when Joey was upstairs with him saying, I just want somebody that I can settle down with and maybe marry and start a family... I think when he sees Christine's video, he's seeing how they are kind of similar as far as she's making the jokes and, you know, her friends set her up and everything like that. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to call her. So Danny and Jesse are like, Joey, Joey, Joey. He's like, so he does call her. He's like, oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the chair tester. And he's like, hey, are you, do you have any plans for New Year's Eve? And she's like, oh, no, no, not really. I mean, we don't hear a response, of course. But he's like, oh, I mean, oh, I'm not, be- I'm, wait, I am. Um, What about if you came over here and I can cook dinner for you? Granted, we know Jovi's not the best cook. Maybe he'll order in. 
But um, yeah, just, oh, it's so cute. And of course, he gets off the phone with her. They're all excited, high-fiving, congratulating him. Joey, like, kneels down by the screen because it's paused on Christine's face. He's like, hey, guys, don't we kind of make a cute couple? I think I found the one. And Jesse and Danny are kind of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is cute. They pretty much just wanted him to have a date for New Year's Eve. But it's going to go a little bit deeper for that. I think Joey's just scared about the fact that, you know, I don't want to be alone. I feel like I've found my soulmate. That kind of feeling going into it. Granted, he's gotten all of this mainly just from, like, this one-minute video. I love how at the end of the video, she's like, Happy New Year, Mom. <laughs> A little wave. Calls her the girl of his dreams also and says his search is finally over. He can throw away that little black book of his. You may as well throw it away anyway since all of those ladies were unavailable. Alright, we're in the living room and Danny is wearing a nice tux. Cindy is adjusting his tie. Rusty's sitting on the couch looking bored as ever with his chin in his hand like... <sighs> I gotta say... I love Cindy's dress. It's so gorgeous. It's like the top part just below the chest um, and above there, it's black. And then below that part just underneath the chest area, like all the way down to the flowy part of the dress, is like a beautiful like powder electric blue. Gorgeous. And her hair is, like, pinned back and everything. She's got earrings. She's so pretty, Cindy is. Of course, DJ comes down. I know in season four, they really, they gave her a lot of, like, dressed her in, like, blazers and stuff like that. As she was getting older, she wasn't really wearing the sweaters. Like, she was wearing a lot of sweater-type things in season three and two and everything. But now it's like they're dressing her older. And it's very, it's floral-type. It's it's cute and all, but it's not registering on either best-dressed or worst-dressed for this episode. So she's, like, coming down the stairs, like, Dad, hey, I'm going over to Kimmy's for her party. I'll see you next year, you know, since it's New Year's. And he's like, yeah, have fun, honey. Just remember your curfew's 11.30. She's like, Dad, like, the whole point of going to it is to ring in the new year. He's like, uh, sorry, 12.05. And she's all, like, trying to, like, get him to loosen up just a little bit, at least for New Year's. Like, Dad, come on, don't be such a dad. She assures him, like, don't worry, it's gonna be a quiet little party at Kimmy's. Just a few select people. And he's like, oh, uh-huh, that's why I found this flyer on my windshield at the grocery store she's like hey let's compromise i'll be home at four in the morning I'm like ah, you wish sweetie try again and he's like 12 30 sweetie you're gonna be like right next door okay 12 30 get home that way i know where you are that you're safe you're not gonna be out there like on the road with all the other people out there that are not gonna be driving with the best intentions so Settle on like what, twelve thirty? I'm going to Kimmy's party, Dad. See you next year. Happy New Year, honey. What? Then don't forget your curfew is eleven thirty. Dad, it's New Year's Eve. Sorry, twelve oh five. Dad, don't be such a dad. It's gonna be a quiet little party at Kimmy's. Yeah, right. That's why I found this flyer on my windshield at the market. 
Let's compromise. I'll be home at 4 o'clock in the morning? 12.30. Deal. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Have a good time, honey. See you later. Now, Rusty, remember you're going to be on your best behavior. No water balloons, no food fights, and no indoor campfires. Then what's the fun of staying here? Hey, can't I come with you guys to the party? Yeah, right. Oh, Rusty. Not in a million years. <laughs> Let me get you wrapped. I keep telling you, wait until 12 o'clock. Oh, you found Give me a break. I can't tell time. Hey, Steph, guess what happens at midnight? You get a New Year's kiss. Ew, gross. That's a kiss of frog. Ribbit, ribbit. Oh, he just loves to torture her. <laughs> Hey, hope hey. I didn't hold you up. Just wanted to get the perfect dinner for my perfect girl. Christine, I don't know her last name yet. <laughs> Joey, listen, I, I'm glad that you're excited about your date, but I don't want you to be disappointed if there's not bells going off and fireworks. I mean, the odds of love at first sight are pretty slim, pal. Joey? Christine? Oh, it is love at first sight. Oh, yeah. Hi. Then again, what the hell do I know? So looking at the flyer that Danny hands to DJ, it says party, exclama exclamation point. It's just written in black Sharpie. Place, Kimmy's play, Kimmy's house or Kimmy Gibbler. Uh, cute boys admitted free with this flyer. So Danny and Cindy are headed off to go to the party at the station. Of course, Cindy has to lay down some house rules for Rusty because have you seen the terror in uh, Tanner Town, which I will be covering in April for uh, April Fools? Uh, <laughs> he is a little hellion who definitely needs to have some rules in place about how to be respectful when being at someone else's house. I did one of those rules was not tormenting, was not do not torment Danny's daughters. Well, one of them is going to be right next door, so <laughs> guess the next one in line is going to be Stephanie to torture. So she's like, no water balloons, no food fights, no indoor campfires. Like, you need to be on your best behavior. And of course, Rusty's like, then what the fun? I'm staying here. Can I go to the party with you? And Danny's like, oh, Rusty. <laughs> Not on your life, as he, like, <laughs> pats his head. Actually, he doesn't pat his head. He kind of, like, ruffles his hair. Like, oh, you little scamp, you. Oh, he says, Not in a million years. <laughs> Rusty's wearing a typical turtleneck underneath a blue and reddish funky designed sweater for the 90s so we cut to the doorway in the kitchen um going into the living room we got michelle still chanting happy new year happy new year stephanie stops and says michelle i've told you happy new year doesn't hit until midnight but the girls of course are changed clothes we have Michelle wearing an adorable red and green Christmas dress with a little um, scoop bib, a little white scoop bib. And Stephanie looks like she's like in a denim dress, which is kind of cool. The denim dress is pretty much 
two uh, lines going down and buttons, and it's got kind of like a little collar, white collar bib. Or more like just a collar. Of course, Rusty figures I'm going to go and terrorize the middle Tanner sister by saying, you know what else happens at midnight? Midnight kiss. And he starts puckering his lips. Oh, he says, you get a New Year's kiss. And he starts going, and I'd be like, um, this could definitely be seen as, uh, <laughs> granted he's just teasing her. He's not actually meaning he's going to kiss her. Granted, later she will turn the tables on him. I love how Stephanie's got a side pony. I swear at one point we have seen Michelle rock the side pony, but we have not ever seen DJ rock a side pony that I can think of. So, Stephanie just looks... And Rusty, like, oh, Because Rusty... At this point, Stephanie's nine, and Rusty has got to be at least 10 or 11 years old. So it's just like, ew. I mean, she might not be into boys yet. Or if she is, she certainly is not into this holy terror Rusty. Like, ew, I'd rather kiss a frog. And he starts, like, chasing after her, going, ribbit, 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 ribbit. So he chases her through the, uh, into the kitchen as Jesse and Becky come through it. Michelle's following them, going, happy new year, happy new year. And then Jesse and Becky come through into the living room, saying, it's not yet, it's not yet. Oh, you're old, little girl. <laughs> you still got at least probably what? What you got? Like four hours, maybe? It's probably like seven thirty, eight o'clock at this point. Sweetie, you need to pace yourself because you are going to be wiped out before New Year's even hits. Because she doesn't realize just what how late midnight is. The guys look really spiffy. You know, both Jesse and Danny are wearing tuxes. Joey comes in with a bag of groceries, maybe some chips or whatever he's going to make for Christine. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, they had to hang out there, watch the kids, because DJ was going next door, and, you know, Joey had to run out and get some food. So, hopefully I didn't keep you too late. He wants to make the perfect dinner for his perfect girl, and I just think, we all know at this point, Joey is still not the best cook, and that whole thing will continue, that trend will continue through season seven, maybe even into season eight. He's like, Christine, I don't know her last name. And the thing I was just thinking about, I don't think we know Cindy or Rusty's last name either. I don't think we ever got that in those episodes that they were both in before. So Jesse's like, hey, look, but I hate to burst your bubble. I know you're excited and I know you want to ride that high for as long as you can. That love high, but um, I don't want you to get so excited that when you actually do meet her, she isn't going to be all that you've built up in your mind. You know, it may not be love at first sight. Granted, um, Christine comes in and she's like, oh, hi, uh, Joey. And Joey turns, passes off the brown bag of groceries to uh jesse it's like oh christine hi and it's just what is jesse know right i mean they both boom tractor being love at first sight <laughs> for both of them and of course jesse just kind of looks at them both like what's that? 
I know, right? I'm just a guy. <laughs> so Joey and Christine are in the kitchen. They're kind of getting things set up with like the candles and stuff for their little dinner. And they're both kind of talking and realizing that they do have some things in common. And usually when they do, this goes on a couple times, when they realize they have something in common, which one of them is rollerblading. You know, I was in the park the other day, rollerblading. And she's like, you rollerblade? And they look at each other and they're like, no way! <laughs> it's cute. This is like the 90s, so of course everyone's all about the rollerblading now. <sighs> I had gotten a pair of rollerblades when I was like maybe 12. And in the country, let me tell you, it's... <laughs> Riding, I tried that once, and I think, <laughs> um, oh, let's go hit back car. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, apparently, you know, when it's a small, like, country, everyone knows everybody, so everyone's watching out for each other's kids, and of course, they're like, I hear that you've been riding, you know, rollerblading into the road, you need to stay out of the road, you're gonna get hit by a car. So, <laughs> yeah. Then I think it was, well, was it early or like beginning of this summer or sometime last summer? I'm like, I want to see about rollerblading. Rollerblades are expensive. At least 50 or 60 bucks for an adult. And it's just, I put them on and I was like holding myself up against the bench and I like tried and like immediately I'm like, I am not doing this. And I took them off. I know it's all about balance and everything, but it's like, I just, I, I can't. I fall, I hurt myself. I mean, <laughs> I can't have that happen. So Joey starts talking about Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like, well, not the Rocky and Friends, not the stuff they air now. But I mean, like, the real Rocky and Bullwinkle back in the day. And I remember, like, I probably was watching Rocky and Friends. And one thing that I absolutely hated that I literally whenever it would come on I would mute the television. I want to see if I could even find it on YouTube. I can't find it but anyway it was like Bullwinkle was like in a tutu and there was like a big like storybook and he would like float down on like a rope or something wearing a tutu and like like a ballerina dress thing with a little wand and I always played this weird like tinkling music like like tinny, like jewelry box, like musical box music, and it just drove me nuts. And whenever I'm like, oh, they're gonna do it, mute, hit the mute button. Like I can't. Granted, I did the same thing with the All in the Family theme <laughs> theme song. I couldn't deal with that either. She apparently likes impressions too. As she like does an impression of Rocky. And now for something we hope you really like. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, he's got to complete it with his Bullwinkle. So he's just amazed at how much they have in common and everything. The fact that two strangers, here we are, two strangers at one time, forced to do a video dating service thing against their will. Oh, okay, so he's like, hey, I bet you do stand-up comedy, right? And she's like, well, no, actually, I'm a veterinarian at the zoo. Oh, my goodness. What if she took Wendy's job? Like, Wendy, like, moved out of San... Like, she tried it. San Diego didn't work out. Or San Francisco Zoo or whatever. And Christine came in and took her place. Wow. That is amazing. A, a veterinarian at the zoo. Wow. I like that. I'm going to play this. This is so sweet. Just them finding out they have stuff in common. Granted, they, their occupations are not 
similar, but uh, those couldn't be more far off. But just the fact that they have the same interests as far as rollerblading and liking Rocky and Friends and stuff like that. It's cool. Rollerblading at the park. Wait a sec, you rollerblade? Oh, I love it. I love it. Get out of here. <laughs> Do you remember the old Bullwinkle show? Not Rocky and Friends, but the real Bullwinkle show. Yeah, yeah. And now for something we hope you really like. <laughs> 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 this is so amazing. Two total strangers forced to join a video dating service against their will discover that they share the exact same interests. I'll bet you do stand-up comedy, don't you? Actually, I'm a veterinarian at the zoo. So am I! No, you're not. <laughs> I know. We were just on such a roll there, I kind of hated to see it end. <laughs> Aww, the kid. That was so beautiful. You wanted to tell the voices there, guy? <laughs> I thought that was funny when, <laughs> when she's like, I'm a zoo, um, zoo veterinar- veterinarian at the zoo. He's like, so am I. And she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. I just like the fact that we had so much in common that I didn't really hate to see I hated to see it end. And they kiss, and when he breaks apart, of course, he does the... Uh, the bullwinkle, of course. Luckily, he does correct him. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant <laughs> that was so beautiful. Like, yeah. Cut the voices should only be done certain times when it's appropriate. Not after you kiss. That's kind of how you lost Patty Fogarty by uh, just telling you, who, you that you loved her in various cartoon and goofy voices. No, that definitely is something that would get old after a while if that's all you were doing. You can't sustain a relationship on just goofy voices all the time. And it's like you're wearing a mask to mask your true feelings and that's not good either. Alright, now we move to the living room. We got Rusty on one side of the couch. We got Stephanie on the other. Rusty is literally like tormenting her using lip balm on his lips using some banaka and she is just looking at him like you even come across the couch at me and I will like shove my foot so far into your uh, special area that you're going to be singing soprano. Oh he moves over to sit next to her and she takes they're both wearing like birthday like happy new year hats and she takes hers and like puts it over her mouth because she is that worried that he's going to kiss her i like how they have these like tubs these paper tubs that say happy new year that look like they could definitely be like filled with like popcorn and stuff three more minutes why isn't that tv on three more minutes until the ball drops like that tv should be on michelle is out like a light oh sweetie you tried because Joey, like, sits, she's in the chair, and Joey, like, kneels down next to her, like, oh, Michelle, are you asleep? <laughs> Poor kid. Wearing a little, um, thing that says Happy New Year on it. So when she wakes up, she's like, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. He's like, oh, sorry, sweetie, it's still not time. I'm like, well, let her know there's, like, two minutes left, this kid. She's, she's a, she's a trooper, I swear. <laughs> Little kids, I don't think that they can stay up that, they probably shouldn't, but it's once a year. Should have taken that nap earlier. She just looks at him like, this is taking forever. 
All right, DJ and Ricky are back. Oh, she brought the paper boy with her. <laughs> of course, Joey's like, hey, DJ, why are you next door at your party? Kimmy's dad freaked out and sent everyone home. How in the world many people showed up? He's like, yeah. Ricky's like, yeah, just because a few extra guests showed up. And it's like, how many extra guests? Apparently the police estimated 400 people. Oh, Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. Ugh, girl. <laughs> Thank goodness your parents were there. That could have ended very badly. People could have come and robbed your house. Ricky is looking a cutie pie. He has got beauty. He's like got like season one Jesse Cochran mullety hair, but it's a lot better. And he's wearing like this really cool brown leather jacket with a nice like uh, light blue button up shirt underneath. He's really cute. And you can hear a kick claw kicker like right out of his mouth. As he introduces DJ and Ricky to Christine, that's when Danny, Cindy, Jesse, and Becky all arrive, which there's like a couple minutes left till New Year's. How in the world did they get home? That's probably because everyone else, if they're going to be ringing in the New Year somewhere, it's going to be somewhere. They're not going to be on the road while it happens. They'll be on the road after, but, <laughs> but I'm going to play this clip. Only three more minutes to go, you guys. <laughs> Oh, Michelle, are you sleeping? Huh? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> no, it's still not time yet. This is taking forever. Hi, everyone. We're going with Ricky. Deej, what happened with your party? Well, Kimmy's dad freaked out and sent everyone home. Yeah, just because a few extra guests showed up. How many extra guests? The police estimated 400. <laughs> Synchronize my watch. There's precisely 11 seconds to go. Yeah, right. Ten, the ball would have gone. Nine, there we go. Eight, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Yeah, but tomorrow 
tomorrow's New Year's Day, we get to watch 37 football games. You don't have to. Don't wake me up. I'll see you on my birthday. Okay, put, put the dress down, kiddo. So yeah, uh, Jesse, Becky, Danny, and Cindy are like, well, we'd rather, you know, ring in the New Year with our family and... Oh, our paper boy. Hi, Ricky. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, Danny, I guess, had called, like, the the time person or whatever back when you could do that. I'm like, oh, we got, like, 11 seconds. I'm going, oh, no, you turn on the TV, the TV. That ball would have dropped. I mean, synchronized the watch, too, apparently, too. And he turned, that TV, when it was three minutes, that TV should have been on. In fact, why wasn't it on for, like, the last, like, half hour? So Michelle's like, look, I'm wearing the hat. It says Happy New Year. Like, where's the party? And so Danny turns the TV on just as they're going 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! <laughs> like, hey, get your noisemakers ready, of course, before the countdown. And Rusty adds to Stephanie, and your lips. It's like, this is Jody Sweden's first on-screen kiss that I, I can imagine, but... I bet she had to have been a little nervous, or a lot nervous. Stephanie goes and grabs an onion and just bites right into it. Doesn't even bother to, like, take the the skin off of it or the uh what do you call it i wrapper or <laughs> onion skin jesse and becky kiss as they all ring in 1991 cindy and danny kiss actually this is her last episode on the show we see rusty in um the episode stephanie plays a field and then that's his last episode and we don't ever see him again DJ and Ricky hug. Joey and Christine kiss. Oh, it's so sweet. Michelle kisses Comet on the side of the face, and then he licks her on the face, and he's like, ugh, ugh. Stephanie, of course, is like, I'm ready for my kiss. Because <laughs> she's got something up her sleeve. And Rusty's like, are you, are you crazy? You really think I would kiss you? I just love to torture you. So she's like, all right, well, in that case, happy new year. It's right in his face with that onion breath. Like, Ugh. He's like, whoa. And while he's distracted, she takes Rusty, who's in a sitting position, grabs him around the neck and pulls him back and just goes to town on his face. She takes him completely by surprise because no girl's ever done that to him. You hear him like struggling for breath. Like, <laughs> oh, he gets up freaked out. He runs over to Sandy like, Mommy! Because <laughs> he's, he's also still wearing that party hat that says Happy New Year on it. <laughs> Stephanie has got the biggest grin on her face. And Danny doesn't even really reprimand her. He's like, whoa, Stephanie, where'd you learn that? But no, he's right over there to break up DJ and Ricky. DJ and Ricky don't even look like they're kissing. It looks like they're necking each other. As Danny races over, like, okay, you two, why don't you just shake hands and say goodnight? <laughs> DJ, of course, has got her arms crossed, like, all embarrassed. It's like, you kissed Kevin Gwynn. I'm sh my goodness. <laughs> you should be a pro at this by now. <laughs> like, Danny, I don't think this, uh, DJ's the one you want to worry about. I think it's little Miss uh, CPR practicer over on the couch. <laughs> 
resuscitative Stephanie. <laughs> so Danny goes over to uh, burst Michelle's bubble, who's still wondering where's what, where's this party? Where's the the presents and the cake? It's like this isn't a birthday party. And speaking of presents, you would have gotten them like six days ago on Christmas Day. <laughs> you guys really should have prepared her, because Danny's like, all right, pumpkin, time for bed. <laughs> and and even Becky's like, sweetie, there are no presents or cake. What did you think this was? And Michelle is just like, seriously? I stayed up all night to kiss a dog. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to bed. Because Jesse's like, yes, now starting tomorrow, I get to watch 36 football games. I'm like, well, you don't have to watch it. But... Michelle, either Mary-Kate or Ashley Olsen, I'm not sure which one. She's like fed up, like, I'm going to bed. Don't wake me up until my birthday. Oh, is this the thing with the with Mary-Kate or Ashley Olsen? Whichever one this is, she gets out of the chair, pulls her dress up as she's walking past the family. And you can see, like, her diaper or whatever, like, you know, diaper tights or whatever. Pants. She's like, sweetie, put the dress down. I thought that was a thing. I swear I read, like, something about how the, the girl, the Mary-Kate or Ashley Olsen, like, that was her thing, like, to lift her dress. So, like, that, 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 mm. Oh, sweetie, keep the dress down. We don't need to see your undies. I like how Jesse whips her in the butt with one of those noise makers, like, alright, get out of here, get out. Joey and Christine are in the back just having a nice moment. They got some champagne. They got some music playing by the little boombox. Just dancing. It's really sweet. Joey's talking about how 1999, so... Uh, 1999. <laughs> yeah, they jumped ahead eight years into the future. <laughs> 1991 has been off to a great start. You know, she's got such a nice girl. And she's working out great and neither of them want the night to end always says let's keep the magic going let's get married she's like let's get married really she's like trying to put some logic into his head like we've known each other one night do you want to get married and he's like yeah why not and she's like okay i'm in let's do it my <laughs> <laughs> call and he's like, hey, we'll drive to Tahoe tonight. And she's like, I'll go home and pack. Crazy, right? <laughs> this is nuts. And the family just, he goes in there and she runs home to pack. And <laughs> I'm sure eventually before she even got to her car, she came to her senses like, this doesn't make any sense. But he goes into a really lukewarm reception when he drops the ball that he and Christine are driving to Tahoe to get married. For heaven's sake. I think there's now a, some type of thing in place in Las Vegas where they only perform weddings, like, not at four in the morning. How many people will, like, get drunk, hook up with someone and say, hey, let's get married, and then it's like, you wake up the next day, you don't know who you're waking up next to and realize you're both wearing a ring on your finger. Yeah. You know, so far, 1991 has been the best year of my life. I know. I never want this night to end. Me neither. We gotta keep the magic going. Any ideas? Yeah, I got one. Let's get married. Let's get married? You know each other one night you wanna get married? Yeah, why not? 
Okay, I'm in. Let's do it. Really? Yes. This is crazy. We'll drive to Tahoe tonight. That's even crazier. I'll go home and back. Crazy. <laughs> Christine? Yes. I really like you. I really like you too. <laughs> I'll be back. You'll be back. Did you have a good New Year's, honey? That was great, sweetheart. Thank you. Great news, you guys. Christine and I are going to Tahoe tonight, and we're getting married. What? Hello? I said I'm marrying Christine. Is this thing on? <laughs> Mic test. One, two. Joey, I'm about to do this to you because I, I love you like a brother. Are you crazy? Get a grip. Snap out of it. <laughs> hey, I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. Joey, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. Look, I know you've been a tad lonely lately, but you don't have to marry the first woman that walks by in a party hat. Yeah, but I really like her. All right, let me talk to him. Joey, marriage is a commitment you got to make for the rest of your life. I mean, there's no escape. I mean, you're going to be looking into the same woman's face day after day, which can uh, be a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you and Danny set this whole thing up so I could meet the girl in my dreams. Yeah, that's true, but, but get to know her, Joey. Take her out in public. See what she looks like in daylight. Yeah, really. I don't get it. Why aren't you guys happy for me? We are happy for you. We're just a little shocked and, and overwhelmed and, and distraught, but in a happy way. <laughs> Joey, if you want to do it, I say go for it. Well, then I'm going. Well, then, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you're really, you're getting married to uh, Christine, isn't it? <laughs> I always knew you two were meant for each other. <laughs> I'm getting married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting married. I'm getting married? What the heck do I know about this girl? Joey? Well, I know she's a fast packer. Yeah, Joey comes in. Of course, uh, Jesse and Becky and Danny are all, I'm guessing they're drinking coffee. Which, I mean, it's after midnight. That's going to keep you up. Unless they don't plan on going to sleep till 8 in the morning. Yeah, Joey announces that he and Christine are going to Tahoe tonight to get married. I want to see just how far Tahoe is from San Francisco. Well, let's see what we got here. We got 3 hours, 39 minutes. That's light traffic. Moderate traffic is going to be 3 hours, 53. They're all, like, different ways. Like, via I-80... E-C-A-89. I don't know what any of that means. They're all, like, highways, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know how much traffic you're gonna be getting, uh, around that time, but... <laughs> and then I'm a halfway... You wouldn't even get into an hour before you decide this really is not the best thing. And, of course, like I said, he gets a really chilly reception when he just drops that ball. By the way, we're getting married tonight. They look at him like he's grown a second head out of his shoulder. And mind you, keep in mind, Jesse and Becky, even though they're engaged now, they almost went down that road when they were in Lake Tahoe. They walked down that aisle more than once. So granted, they realized they had quite a bit of differences they needed to like iron out before they actually make that official forever trip down the aisle. Um, they're just like, what? are you talking about what is this nonsense getting married joey's just riding high on that um on that uh on that love bug that he got bit by and to joey's like pretending to my like i said i'm going to lake tahoe to marry christine is this thing on like 
Joey, please be serious. Because you're clearly not. So Danny jumps right in there first. Like, jo- Joey, look, I'm, I'm gonna do this because I-, I love you like a brother. And he does a Three Stooges bit with a whole, <laughs> like, right in front of his face. Like, I'm slapping you across the face until you come to your senses. Like, yeah, are you crazy? Get a grip. Snap out of it. And Joey's like, hey, 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 I know what I'm doing. And Becky looks at him like, uh, no, you don't. Like, Jesse and Becky have been there. They've been up that aisle a few times in Lake Tahoe. They know, like, they'd only been together for, what, six months at that point? And they still were getting used to knowing, or getting used to each other, learning things about each other that they didn't really know. Things that they didn't even agree on when it came to where they were going to live after they got married, how many kids, when they were going to have kids, all of those things. Joey does not even know Christine's last name at this point. And he's only known her for like a few hours tops. And, and, And Becky even says, it's like, I know you've been a tad lonely lately, but that doesn't mean you have to marry the first girl who walks by in a party dress. It's like, you just met this woman today, like three hours ago. And all of a sudden you're ready to say forever to someone you don't even know their last name. There's a song, an Alan Jackson song. Am I right? Like I, I want. Okay, I gotta look that song because that song I know. Okay, so I looked up Alan Jackson. I don't even know your name, which is he just falls in love with the waitress. She's like serving him drinks, and he's like falling in love with her. He doesn't even know her name. Um, but I guess the, there's one by Carrie Underwood called Last Name. I looked at the lyrics, which has the girl going to Vegas after having a few too many and getting married and then waking up with a ring on her finger next to a guy she doesn't even remember. Um, I remember it was back in like 06, was it 04, 05? The one where, um, Britney Spears, before she married that Kevin Federline guy, um, it was like some guy from her hometown named Jason Alexander, not the actor, that she had like gotten drunk and got married, um, at one of those, you know, all those chapels for like 24 hour, 24 seven open all night type things and it was like 4 a.m. they got married then she got it annulled and I think at that point they had changed where they wouldn't let people especially people that were inebriated they wouldn't let them get married probably because so many people were going the next day to get annulled and Joey's whole thing to what Becky said is oh yeah but I really like her and Jesse's like let me see if I can get some sense into this guy here. Jesse explains how marriage is a commitment that you have to make for the rest of your life. I mean, Jesse and Becky have been together for over three years. They know the good times and the tough times. They all kind of go together and you learn about each other in that amount of time to make sure that you are both the one that you want to spend the rest of your lives with. Jesse now is saying, like, oh, like, marriage, there's, like, no escape. And then you're waking up day after day, staring into the same face. And Becky is just right behind him. Just her eyebrows are just furrowed. Like, what do you think? Like, I'm trapping you into marrying me or something? Like, it's, like, the worst experience he's ever going to have in his life. Like, a ball and chain being freedom is... 
no more after he walks down the aisle and says, I do. You look into the same woman's face day after day after. And Becky just finally goes and gets right in Jesse's face like, excuse me? It's like, oh, well, I mean, it could be a good thing. Like, you, that better be your answer, buddy. So Joey's going to throw in this whole thing almost like he's blaming Danny and Jesse for setting this whole thing up. He's like, I thought this was to meet the woman of my dreams. I'm thinking, well, no, they just wanted you to meet someone and you'll hang out for a night. They weren't trying to set you up with your future wife. Danny's all like, Joey, just get to know this girl, you know, take her out. See what she looks like in the daylight. <laughs> oh, he says, take her out in public. And, and Joey's just like, I don't get it, you guys. Why aren't you happy for me? It's like dropping a bomb on your family of some split second decision and expecting their reaction to be 100% positivity and just clapping you on the back and saying, good job, good for you. Instead of them, like, draw jaws, like, dropped open, like, mouths on the floor in shock. Joey's, Danny tells him, like, yeah, Joey, I mean, we're, we're happy for you, and we're, we're a little, um, shocked, and, uh, maybe a little overwhelmed, like, Jesse, Becky, please help me out here, <laughs> and distraught, Danny adds, like, okay, and then he adds, like, in a, in a happy way, <laughs> so Jesse finally is like, look, Joey, I mean, I say, if you want to get married, then go for it, you have my blessing, so it's almost like Joey feels like what he needed his their approval or something like that because he really harped on it for quite a while, like until they were like finally like instead of giving him a flat out like no we don't get why you're doing this this uh, well Joey's gonna do what Joey's gonna do regardless so we may as well just you know give our support like well I'm gonna go then I'm gonna get married and like well then. <laughs> Congratulations! It's Christine, right? <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting married." I'm like, "Yeah, you're you're getting married." And boom! It's like realization. Finally, it hits Joey like a ton of bricks. Like, I I'm getting married. Like, uh, yeah, that's what you said. I don't even. What do I even know about this girl? And knock, knock, knock. She's right there. She didn't even leave the driveway. She probably got to her car, sat behind the wheel, realized it was a mistake. Like, this is moving way too fast. What do I even know about this guy other than him being a stand-up comedian and he does an impression of Bullwinkle? And he rollerblades. So he's like, well, well, I know she's a fast packer. Oh, boy. That steam train with the rest of your life is just chugging down that track right at you. It's like, oh, uh, Christine, uh, I need to talk to you. So they decide to head back outside. Joey almost gives an apprehensive look over his shoulder like, wish me luck, this isn't gonna go well. I mean, they both realize you guys, like, jumped the bullet. You jumped too fast into s when you've only known each other for three or four hours. I mean, I've heard of spontaneity, but that is... wow. Christina, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you, too. Let me go first. 
I have never been more excited to meet someone. I feel the same way. And that's great. I just think we should postpone the wedding until we know each other a little better, at least till after our second date. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's exactly what I came back here to tell you. Oh, good. Boy, I really did get carried away there. I think it's because I've never had so much fun on a date before. Me neither. So what do we do tomorrow? Let's rollerblade. I was going to say that. Get out of here. <laughs> we are going to have so much fun. I want to know everything about you. Starting with, uh, what's your last name? <laughs> so they decide to actually get to know each other and at least have a second date. Like, let's pump the brakes on this whole marriage thing and actually, you know, hang out for a little bit and see if we're even more compatible. They decide to go rollerblading. And apparently the credits are in a hurry to uh, make an appearance because when he's like, oh, let's, like, start by telling me your last name and you can barely hear it over the credits where she says McCall it's McCall <laughs> so and that's pretty much where the episode ends I mean wow that got I'm with Jesse that is a big commitment that's why it takes a while to plan a wedding and if you want to do it right with the right person I mean you're planning out your future and committing yourself to sharing your life with someone for the next 40 to 50 years. I mean, honestly, I mean, maybe 50 if you get married, like, in your early 20s and stuff like that. Because think about it, guys. When you're in your 20s, you're looking 50 years into the future. You're looking at about in your 70s. But not to say that people don't make it that far. They do, and they probably even make it even farther. I think the earlier you get married in life, you know, the more better you have of making it to. I mean, there are some people out there that have made it to 70. And those are the ones that have probably gotten married, like, in their late teens. That are, like, still hanging in there through their 90s. Maybe even close to in the hundreds. I mean, look at Michael Douglas's parents are both over a hundred. Like, wow. Alright, so being it's the end of the episode, let me see. Do I have a relatable character? Uh, I never kissed anybody on New Year's except for my husband. And my, you know when he was my fiance, before that when he was my boyfriend, but before that no, I'd never kissed anybody on my cat, my cat um, when I had my cat Owen when I lived at home, I, maybe I kissed him on his furry cheek, I don't know um, <laughs> that's not the same thing um, so I'm gonna say I don't have a relatable this episode um, you know, I'll go with Michelle because there's been some times where I could not stay up till midnight. To One time we were actually, um, we went to Jeremy's relative's house. And we ended up celebrating the new year while we were driving back from there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Alright, so we got three contenders for the worst outfits. We have... Kimmy in the beginning with that Dayglo lime green shirt with the billiard ball boxer shorts. We have Stephanie's like fuchsia colored 
um, skirt with the blazer. Um, Danny's like mint green, olive green shirt with that rust red colored orange bitlet tie. Um, who do I want to give it to? Because I'll give it to one and then I'll give a runner up. I'm, you know, actually I'm going to do three. That, okay, so we're going to go Kimmy, Stephanie, Danny. Boom. Um, let me see. Who did I like? Who? Cindy. I wasn't really a big fan of Becky's. It was just like V-nut. V-cut in the back. Like, oh, you could see her like spine all the way. Just really unflattering. Um, Christine's was okay, but I really just loved Cindy's dress with the, uh, black and kind of like a thin spaghetti strap with the um and then the um powder like electric blue like dressy part see i i don't know much about fashion so that's as much as you're gonna get with from me um michelle's was kind of cute i like the christmasy dress um ricky and his bomber jacket um let's see here so cindy ricky Eh, you know, we'll go with Rusty for the third. I mean, I figure three worst, three best, so. Rusty had that uh, striped sweater with that blue turtleneck underneath. I mean, yeah, it, it was cute and all, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Lesson learned from this episode. It's definitely going to be, guys, if you just met somebody, you've only known them for, like, less than a day, don't go zooming off to the altar. Just don't do it. Just get to know the person first. Find out if you're compatible. Not only that you have shared interests, but also your views on life when it comes to children, sharing a house. What are your views on money? Are you a saver? Are you a spender? I mean, opposites attract, I get. And also, you know, similar stay together. So, um, just, yeah, get to know the person, please. <laughs> That's probably why they don't do any 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. weddings. In they might. Maybe they lifted that ban after um, Britney Spears. I don't know. But just, it's not good. You're just going to end up regretting going for an annulment the next day. Especially if you're inebriated and walking down the aisle. I don't even think they even let people that are inebriated get married. I, I don't know. It depends. Maybe I should look more into that just to see what the statistics are. Alright, so the final episode to wrap up and welcome in the new year is going to be Season 2, Episode 13 of Fuller House entitled Happy New Year, Baby. Steve comes to DJ for help with an important an important proposal. Jesse and Becky's new addition brings Danny and Joey home and has Jimmy spouting baby talk. Yes, this was this is a cute episode. I like that. So, that being said, I hope everyone has a happy and safe New Year, guys. If you are going to be, you know, celebrating with the alcohol, please just stay where you are. You don't need to get behind the wheel. Just stay there. Or if you have to get somewhere, if you need to go home, make sure you have a designated driver, please. Just please be safe. Just, just 
have have a, have a good time just with family and friends and everything. Just ringing. Guys are starting a new decade. Oh my gosh. What is the next 10 years going to bring? I don't know. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. Um, about this new adventure we're going to be hopefully going on next year. Making a big move. I've lived in one state my whole life. So going to be a change it's definitely going to be a change but uh hopefully a positive one <laughs> so um yeah do any of you have new year's resolutions i don't really do those because you know half the time when people you know a big one is all about losing weight which i'd like to focus on that again for next year i didn't really do that great this year but um it seems like whenever people like they make them really hate, like yeah, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna exercise more I'm gonna like give up this it's like wait a couple days into the new year don't just make those goals out of haste and then you know that you're not gonna be able to keep them you need to be realistic in your goals make it something that's manageable that you can actually really see yourself working towards so that being said alright guys like I said, have a fun but safe new year. Bye-bye.